This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world. Built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, it is me, Dustin Gold, right here with the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain. Dot TV, folks, I just recorded a really, really hot interview for you guys that we are going to air on tomorrow's show. And it is a slight break from the technocracy and the technocrats' quest for immortality that we have been covering. But it makes perfect sense, and that is why... I did this interview. It's going to be a break between Lars Butler, which we should be finishing today, and Peter Thiel, who I want to start working on over the next few days. And so a former colleague of mine reached out to me with basically this thesis uh, that they wrote and Like me, they do a lot of tracking of news and articles and speeches and such, and they like to connect the dots between those things and then put together a research paper to really explain the theory that they are developing. And so what this focuses on is how the technocrats, the elitists, the power brokers, the authoritarians are utilizing the very laws and regulations that they put into place, not just here in the United States, but around the world. But this person was focusing mainly on what's happening here in the United States. And these laws and these regulations and these systems and these technologies and the social movements and the social engineering behind those movements so that they could predict what is coming. And it came at a great time because there was someone who is a fan of the show who reached out on Twitter, and there's a few others who reached out to me via email, who have 
sort of said, well, I, I think this idea of the technocracy and of their quest for immortality that you're talking about, the architecture and the blueprints behind sort of this future matrix metaverse in which I believe they are going to try to corral us all into is really just me, Dustin, falling into a slave victim mentality, which is not what it is at all. As I've explained from episode one, I am not black-pilled, okay? I am beyond white-pilled. I am gold-pilled. I believe that we have to understand the truth. If we want to be able to navigate our coming reality to the best of our abilities. And each of us as individuals, and this is what makes us individuals, but each of us as individuals will have a different set of goals in mind. And as we talked about with Legal Man in an interview I did with him, that When you're going to be realistic about this, you're going to make a list of options that you have that fit in with your principles or fit in with your morals or your values or your purpose. And those set of options may not be the options, the choices that you want. So now you can go and retool your life so that you could come up with a better set of solutions, of options. But until you understand the truth, until you understand what the technocracy is trying to build, and in this interview you'll see how they're going to use those tools in our natural life, not just the ability to utilize these tools in the cyber world that they are developing. Until you understand that truth then you really cannot make the moves you need in order to navigate their prison planet to the best of your abilities on behalf of you and your family and loved ones or friends or whatever. So in this interview, we focused on this. It's centered around, let's say, the idea of these new 87,000 IRS agents. But what this person did was they then expanded into RICO lawsuits, civil asset forfeiture, Patriot Act, red flag laws, all of these laws and regulations that the government are going to use and have already been using but now believes this will come at a mass scale to corral you into whatever system it is they're developing or they want you into. And any regime running the government can utilize these laws and regulations. But they will do so without having to utilize the police or utilize even the courts to bankrupt you to make you penniless, to force you into homelessness, to take everything you own, everything you've worked for, everything you stored and everything you built. And as we talked about with Legal Man, as he said, if you're going to go up against the government, good luck. If they want to take you down, they can. 
You're walking into a courthouse owned by the government. You're standing in front of a judge who is an employee of the government. You're going up against a prosecutor who is a government employee. If it is a criminal matter, you may be handed a public defender or you're going to have to hire an attorney who is licensed by the government. And in the end, you will be judged by a jury of your peers who are there in the jury box, forced to be there at the gunpoint of government and are paid a stipend and provided lunch by the government. And so if the government wants to take you down, they can do so. But what this person pointed out to me was with civil asset forfeiture, with the IRS, with these administrative agents, they don't even have to bring you to court any longer. They can just take your stuff. They can seize it. And when they seize it on the lawsuit itself, it doesn't even name you. It names that asset they seized from you as if it doesn't belong to you. And then you have to prove in court, you have to bring a suit against the government and prove that that stuff rightfully belongs to you. And in many cases, unless they're seizing millions upon millions of dollars from you, the cost of hiring an attorney and fighting the government will far outweigh what you're actually trying to get back from the government. And so I brought up in this interview uh, Peter Thiel and Palantir and the deal that Palantir made with the IRS in 2018 under the Trump administration, where Palantir, this NQTEL CIA-funded technology owned by Peter Thiel, which was supposedly designed you know, a decade ago, to track down terrorists via their financial transactions is now actually being by used by the IRS to track all of us down, to go after us. And now you see all of a sudden this money coming out for 87,000 new IRS agents. And the big kicker that this person points out is that the creation of over the last decade, the social justice warriors, the creation of these blue-haired Karens, the creation of these people they sent to college for underwater basket weaving who now cannot get a job other than working at Outback Steakhouse. Uh, these people that are miserable, they're against the world, and they're indoctrinated to hate all of us because the same people that socially engineered the SJWs also, also engineered sort of these fake Nazis, these boogeyman white nationalists that Chris Ray, Trump's FBI director, started going after. And so they created this image through events like Charlottesville to create this idea of these neo-Nazis running around in the United States and anyone who voted for Trump or may have supported Trump or ever said MAGA or supported, you know, uh, securing our borders or people that are members of the NRA or ever donated to the NRA or people that own guns or people that listen to country music or people that drink Budweiser beer or whatever it may be are in fact white nationalist Nazis. And so the SJWs and the Karens have this vision of sort of a caricature of what you or I or others may be. And so the stage is being set 
for those SJW Karens who are ready to fight with people like you and I to come in into some of these positions in the IRS, and they'll explain exactly how this is going to be done. I mean, it's it's frankly brilliant. Uh, I see it, uh, and I was I was very grateful that they brought it to my attention, and they did a lot of work, and we show the source work behind it, uh, as I always do with uh, with the stuff that I present to you. And so that interview is going to be very important because it is a bridge from uh, NSA, CIA that we've been talking about and the technology we've been talking about going into uh, Peter Thiel, who comes up in the interview. But it's sort of taking all of this technological uh, prison planet uh, tech that they're building and how they're going to actually use that, utilize that in our real life, in our natural life, to force us and corral us into their system. Uh, otherwise, you will be severely punished and they will literally make you bankrupt. And so, don't worry, I asked this person their ideas on solutions, how to work around it, what do we do? Can you vote harder to get out of it? Do I need to vote harder? Um, Can you isolate yourself? Can you get farmland? And so, they give some answers on what they're doing in their personal life. Again, part of this show is exploring all of this and talking to various people so that we can come up with solutions that make the most sense in our respective lives. Obviously, we won't all have the same solutions because we all have different goals. We all are willing to live with this boot on our neck to a certain extent. Unfortunately, I believe that the longer we allow them to keep the boot on our neck, they will eventually suffocate us. And I also don't believe that we can just pick up and run. I think we can buy time uh, by moving out to a piece of farmland or moving to maybe a state or a county in which is more insulated than uh, a suburb next to a city or, in my case, possibly moving to Poland where I think I can buy some time. We can buy time. But eventually, if we allow the technocratic prison planet to get too powerful they will eventually come and get us i'm going to show in a future episode a sort of what we learned about the technocracy and parallel that to community organizer saul alinsky who wrote a book called rules for radicals and i'm going to show you what the sort of marxist progressive mentality this uh, expansive ideology is all about, and I believe is embedded into this new authoritarian world government. It's uh, fascist, it is communist, it is Marxist, it is authoritarian, and so they cannot allow you to escape. You can't just pack your bag and say, that's it, I'm leaving, I don't want any part of this, I don't want any part of this damn prison planet, folks, I'm out of here, thank you very much, you're going to take my farmland, I'm going to take my bag of cash, my sack of potatoes, uh, my 20-year-old Ford Bronco that isn't hooked up to the electric grid, I'm out of here, I don't want any part of it, no, they have to come for you. Uh, In the meantime, uh, in the time being, they need your labor 
uh, which generates food coupons to help pay for this. But in the long run, they just can't allow it to occur. People are not allowed to leave. Misery loves company. And so these God wannabe Yuval Hararis and the rest of them, they aren't going to let you just walk away. They want power over everything. And I said this in a tweet uh, on my account at Hackable Animal to this person that the technocrats, as you can see through what I've presented so far, they want everything down to the last blade of grass. They want control of the food, of the water, of the air, of the animals, and of the humans. And so to think that we can just pack our bug out bag and say, we're checking out techno weirdos we're getting the hell out of here i don't think that's realistic in the long run as i said i do believe it is a short-term solution to buying yourself more time but what we are going to do in the big picture i don't know yet if i did trust me i would tell you and i'd be doing it myself but we are going to keep exploring these ideas so that we can develop solutions and increase the bulleted list of our options, as I discussed with Legal Man, so that we have more options, better options, more palatable options. And so when we get back, I am going to jump right into Lars Butler, where we left off in the last episode, so that we could look into this mind-twinning software and really see where this is going. And really see examples of where I think it may already be in practice. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And you're listening to Pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back from the break. And we are about to jump right into Lars Butler here. And I want to pick back up where we left off yesterday. We were watching, I'm not going to start from the beginning, but we were watching... A panel discussion between Biz Stone, co-founder of Twitter, and Lars Butler, the uh, director of the Metaverse over at Artificial Intelligence Foundation. And this was a panel discussion from 2019, and Biz Stone, the co-founder of Twitter, had just said that he had invested in AI Foundation, he had talked about... Uh, Twitter and how Twitter has been revolutionary in helping uh, the Arab Spring and the Me Too movement and Black Lives Matter and sort of all these government false flag front, front groups. And then he had just introduced Lars, and Lars is on stage now talking. So let's jump back into this. And this way we can start to uh, break down what Lars is saying, and then we're going to get into, he's going to show you the demo. This was kind of the first public demo of his Mind Twin software. And as I told you yesterday, and I will reiterate, I don't want you guys to look at this and laugh and just say, oh, it's just some stupid CGI. This is real stuff. 
Okay, Sir Richard Branson has been working with them. Deepak Chopra, who also sits on their Global AI Council. And remember, Lars Butler is up to his eyeballs in intelligence and military business partners across many organizations and companies that he is affiliated with and that he works for and that he controls and that he serves on. And so this man is really dangerous. This is the first iteration of the tech that they allowed the public to see. And so is some of it manipulated CGI and not totally running on artificial intelligence? I would believe so. Uh, Based on my personal email communications with Artificial Intelligence Foundation in 2018, I would believe so that this isn't completely run on AI, but at the same time, I know they didn't have Deepak Chopra and Sir Richard Branson sitting backstage with a microphone ready to fill in the blanks if the AI brain did not answer the questions appropriately. Could some of this have been pre-programmed so that the questions that Lars Butler asked were already established and therefore what is supposed to be an AI deepfake robot puppet is answering questions that were already predetermined, then it's just queued up like an animation? Yes, that could be. That could very well be. But I don't believe so. Uh, With the people behind this, the money behind this, the military and intelligence behind this, I do not believe they are bluffing. My personal belief is this is real. This was a first iteration, and it's designed to make it cute and not so creepy as Rob Mallory, the Artificial Intelligence Foundation, in emails to me, admitted was part of their plan. So let's pick up right here. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Lars Butler. ...to work together to solve problems. And, uh, and we have actually, as a species, many, many tough conversations going on right now. How do we treat our planet? How should we treat each other? What constitutes freedom? And when something is important in your family, in your friendships, in business, normally you address it head-on in one-on-one conversation. Wouldn't think of brought uh, of, uh, of which I pointed out to you, and I apologize. This is um, the video is lagging for a second, so hopefully it'll catch back up. But as I pointed out to you, problem, reaction, solution. So we always used to communicate one-on-one. That's always how it was until the advent of the Internet uh, by ARPA, connected to DARPA. We'll get into that in the future. By the advent of the Internet, which the Internet, as the guest I just interviewed points out, is the CIA, it is the NSA, that is the Internet. And so we have trained people over the last 25 years to communicate through email and text message and social media and videos instead of speaking to each other one-on-one. So now their solution to people not communicating directly with each other is to give us all our own artificial intelligence because that will help us what? Communicate together one-on-one? I don't think so. Do you get it? Do you understand? Do you understand that giving you an AI deep fake puppet digital twin mind twin of yourself is not going to help you communicate one on one with another human being? And that is not the point. Would you really break this down and use common sense to try to analyze and understand what these people are saying? 
It's almost gaslighting you because they talk in tongue twisters. As I pointed out, it's, it's like cat cradle. It's a giant tangled ball of yarn. None of what they say makes sense. I pointed out the case of Elon Musk in AI and then saying it's dangerous, but he has to create it and then they have to govern it and he has to sit on the governing council. See, it all twists. It's like a giant web, a giant tangled spider web. So let's continue. Or making a movie or send a video or even going to tweet, right? If it's really important to you, you go and talk to each other. And, you know, what if each of us could just directly talk with every other person on the planet and in those groups that, you know, can really coalesce and work together? And surely we'd be able to reach a better understanding of each other. Okay, so he's setting up this concept. Just think about what he's saying and think about what I just said to you. So what he's telling you is that he wants to give you this personal AI, digital twin, robot, deepfake video puppet of yourself. And that is going to now communicate one-on-one with other digital twin, mind twin puppets of other people. So let's just look at it in simple terms. Say there was a Zoom conference and 10 people get on that Zoom conference uh, from your job. Say it's your sales team and you're on the sales team and there's a director of the sales team and then there's nine sales guys and the sales team is communicating with the sales team. Well, what he's saying is we're going to replace those salespeople with each respective digital twin of each of the salespeople and replace the sales manager, the director of sales, with its own mind twin. And somehow that is humans now communicating directly with each other. Well, right now you manually communicate digitally through social media, through text, through emails, unless you're using bot software. And there's some bots developed for, say, email campaigns, multi-stage email campaigns. We won't get into that in depth. Or you have a bot set up to run your forum on your website or to moderate comments on YouTube or to post social media posts and respond to people because it takes away that mundane work. You don't want to spend all your time on social media. So what they're going to convince you of is that you need an AI mind twin who's going to do all these mundane tasks for you in real life. The question is, whatever your mind twin is doing on behalf of you as an extension of you as your personal digital assistant out in cyberspace, out in the metaverse, How do you know what decisions, what commitments, what promises your digital twin made on your behalf out in cyberspace, out in the metaverse, to your clients, to your sales team, whatever it may be? That information then has to be relayed back into your brain, right? Well, they're not going to get into that, but I've already thought of this. Well, the only way that information would relay back to your brain is through something like the Neuralink AI brain chip. And why is that? Well, because if, let's say, your mind twin has a one-hour sales conference on your behalf, and it's gathering information as you would from the other salespeople, from the director of sales, And then 
In return, you're making statements, your mind twin is making statements on your behalf, promises and such. Now that information, what? You as the controller, as the slave master of your digital slave is then going to what? Read a transcript of this hour-long meeting that your mind twin just had on your behalf? How are you going to absorb a one-hour transcript? Now you, as the individual who they say they're going to save you time and energy and increase your footprint in this cyber world, then has to spend one hour to read the transcript or watch the video of your digital twin speaking on your behalf. How is that going to work? You should have just got on the meeting. It's going to take you an hour plus to watch and absorb what you said So the only way I could see where they're going with this and why we're talking about this mind twin stuff and how it connects into Elon Musk and the brain chip is that information in which your mind twin gathered and also put out because there's input and output on your behalf is then going to have to be beamed back into your head and the only way that would happen is through something like Neuralink and then whatever the mind twin does the digital twin does is actually an extension of you almost like having an identical twin who's out there pretending to be you but somehow telepathically you can bounce information back and forth it's really freaky but you have to remember this man and his company are backed by Peter Thiel who's the owner of Palantir, funded within QTEL and CIA money, and on the board of AI Foundation sits people like Keith Alexander, the former head of the NSA. So this is no joke. This man isn't just blabbing and making things up. There has to be some credibility to what he's saying. There has to be some meat and potatoes behind his narrative. Otherwise, these people would not be involved with this, folks. Do you see how big this is? They are powerful. Richard Branson is not going to lend himself to Lars Butler unless there's something bigger in play here. But that's impossible, right? Well, we don't think so. So at the AI Foundation, we are driven by the belief that one-on-one conversations can change the world. And so we are introducing, and, you know, keep your fingers crossed that it all works with... So many people in the room and, and the internet. Keep your fingers crossed. This will all work with so many people in the room. Yeah, yes, we are going to give it to you. Yeah, yes, we're going to do it. We're going to show a demonstration right now. Okay, folks? But seriously, I mean, just think about him. Listen to his voice. If you look at him while you're watching pain.tv slash gold, you say this man was given the power with government money and multi-billion dollar investors behind him to come out here and do this demonstration. We are introducing a completely new media tool. After mass media and social media, we are now introducing personal media. Direct one-on-one conversations at limitless scale. Think about that. He says mass media, social media, and now personal media would direct one-on-one conversations at an endless scale, infinite scale. So your mind twin, your digital twin is out there having conversations with other digital twins. 
or with other real humans or whatever it may be. And he is pushing you towards this because these technocrats created a problem by taking away all your time through social media and all this other pointless stuff. But a lot of this became a necessity, especially if you work for yourself because you have to be out there marketing and creating a brand. So you're spending all this time doing that. So now you say in my natural life, I don't have time to spend with my wife or with my kid or to cook dinner anymore. So now the solution to the problem with tech overload is more tech overload. Think about that, folks. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. I will be right back right here on pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.